Welcome to the How to Code Well podcast, a show all about web development and programming. My name is Peter Fisher. I am a freelance web and mobile applications developer. Hello coders and welcome to another How to Code Well podcast. For those watching on the YouTube channel, you're probably wondering where on earth I am. I'm actually in Miami because I'm attending Sunshine PHP and you can see here the PHP elephant, Sunny. And I'm also joined by Kat Zian. Hello. Is that the, the correct pronunciation? Almost, it's Zian. <laughs> Kat did a talk at PHP at Sunshine PHP on PHP uh, optimization and performance, which mm -hmm. was fantastic. We're going to be talking about that in just a second. But Kat, introduce yourself and what what is it that you do? Uh, so I'm Kat, as Peter said, and um, I just moved to London three months ago. Uh, I started a job at Monzo, the bank, uh, on the FinCrim team. So currently, I am basically trying to prevent fraud, uh, broadly speaking. Um, and previously, I was at BrightPro. I lived in Bristol for about 10 years, uh, and that was mostly a PHP house with bits of Java, and now I'm doing full-time Go. <laughs> wow. So both a Go and a PHP developer with a PHP background. Mm -hmm. Can I ask, what what is the benefit of learning two different programming languages for the back end? Uh, just expanding your toolbox. Uh, I mean, it's kind of obvious, but a lot of people forget that. And I think if you get stuck in one language, you just tend to get stuck in just one way of doing things. Yeah. And there is so much more out there. And we see it in the languages themselves. Like languages borrow ideas from each other all the time. Yeah. Um, so I think if you learn more than one language, you just get a new perspective, a new idea for how to do something. And that's especially visible with, between PHP and Go because it's the whole difference is concurrency. Sure, sure. Um, so when I discovered Go and I started learning Go, like uh, the whole world of concurrency and concurrent design just opened up. And I probably, if I stuck to PHP for all, for the rest of my life, I might have never come across it. So you would recommend Go as a programming language to, to learn? Yeah, yeah, especially for PHP developers because, uh, like I said, like concurrency is built into Go. It's outright promoted in Go, mm -hmm. uh, and we don't see that much in PHP. Uh, there is a way to make concurrent programs in PHP, but it's not very wildly adopted. It's not very mainstream. So definitely, because it's just so different. It's yeah. not. It's not that similar to PHP. So so it's just a completely new thing. And you're a co-organizer as well for PHP Southwest and the Go London the Go first. London Go first. Yeah. So shout out to those organizations. <laughs> um, how do you manage your time? Because it sounds like you're incredibly busy, and we are in Miami here. So what's the what do you how do you schedule all the bits and pieces in? Um, yeah, I mean, not much free time at the moment, so that's definitely true. Um, I think I've just learned to say no to the things, like you kind of have to be selective at some point. Sure, uh, sure. I think initially you just, anytime you get accepted to a conference, mm. you sort of schedule it in. And I used to do that for a while where I'd say yes to everything. Yeah. And then I realized it's just a bit too much. So yeah. that's one of the reasons why, for example, I haven't looked into uh, getting involved in PHP London, like right. as a co-organizer, for right. example. Um, because like as an attendee, it's fine. But if I just sort of said like, yeah, I'll do this and I'll do that and I'll speak at a million conferences, <laughs> it's, it is tiring, it, it is close to burnout. So I think just right. learning to say no uh, right. and being selective and kind of setting a goal for yourself mm -hmm. and 
every time an opportunity comes up, just kind of asking yourself, does this bring me closer to my goal? Right. Or is this just like a time filler or can I be doing something more important? That's a really good so set of recommendations. It is though. sad. I, I hate saying no, yes, but yeah. I also can't do anything. You so can't, You can't do everything. Um, yeah. And it's choosing what you don't want to do. It can be quite difficult. Yeah. 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 So you're you're a speaker. How many times have you have you done a talk? What's the... Uh, uh, I haven't counted. Yeah. Uh, I think I've done about seven conferences last year. Wow. This year, I think I've got about five lined up till May. Wow. Um, deliberately kind of keeping the second year of the of the of the second half of this year open. Sure. See what happens. Sure. Uh, I've done lots of meetup talks, meetups talks as well. Yes. Uh, yes. Probably about twenty thirty. I think wow. at this point. And where where are you speaking next? Next up is Peach UK right. in a week and a half. Yeah. Then Confu in Miami. Uh, sorry, not in Miami. In uh, Montreal. Right. Um, then I've got Longhorn PHP in Austin, uh, possibly .go in Paris, or at least attending, because I've already got a ticket, and I'm attending GoferCon EU as well. Right. Haven't submitted to CFP yet, so we'll see. That's great. So, That's yeah, great. good mixture. <laughs> wow. Well, when do you plan all of these things in? Do you do it, like, three months before the conferences happen um, or is don't really plan it i just see just things see popping up on twitter go. and going like cfps and i was like oh great like yeah. i've never been to that event so one of the rules i've kind of adopted is to try and go to events i've not been to before right, um, right. unless it's like unless it's php uk which is next door or yeah. unless it's, it's just such a good event that yeah. i'll happily go next year as well so i try to sort of keep the keep it diverse and yeah. explore new places um so yeah usually it's just looking on twitter mm-hmm. um following the um, the open CFP or whatever the Twitter handle is. There is a Twitter account that basically just reposts any okay. new CFPs open. Um, and kind of then just, you know, if an idea pops up, check the calendar. Can I do it? Can I not? Right. Excellent. Yeah. So let, let's let's talk a little bit about the talk that you gave at, uh, at Miami at Sunshine PHP uh, a couple of days ago. Um, perform, uh, PHP performance optimization. I actually saw it. I thought it was really, really good. Thank I you. learned a lot from that talk. <laughs> Thank you. Um, let's start by asking a couple of questions. Um, so, for, for instance, what is the difference between monitoring and profiling? So the difference is subtle, uh, but they are not synonyms. Uh, Monitoring is essentially keeping an eye on things. So it's basically having something look at your app uh, Mm -hmm. automatically um, and alerting you if something goes wrong or just kind of showing you graphs of how your thing is doing, how your app is doing. Profiling is just a deliberate act of looking into performance, trying to see how your app, sort of what's the memory consumption, what are the metrics for your app, uh, Mm -hmm. and then sort of actively maybe trying to reduce that. So monitoring, I'd say, is a little bit more passive. Profiling is just the active, more active. Right, okay, that's, that's, uh, that's awesome. Um, is, uh, when is the best, best time to do this? Um, when you're, you know, when, let's say, for example, I have uh, a legacy application and I wanted to ensure that the new stuff that I add to that legacy application um, doesn't slow down the existing code. At what point should I be doing this monitoring and profiling? So I think that overall, if you already had profiling set up, um, then no matter when you deploy your change, you would then see uh, the difference. And like for a VIP experience, I've seen some companies have deployments correlated to performance graphs. So you can see exactly at the point of deployment, did the graph go up or down or stay the stay the same? Sure. So sure. that's sort of the easiest approach, uh, and that will just happen automatically for you. I think okay. if you're if it's really really important that the performance doesn't degrade, uh, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. in development, like there is, you, you, there are lots of tools you can use locally. 
if you have the option of running your app locally yeah. and simulating the production load, yeah. uh, then I think locally it's just the quickest feedback. Um, okay. And it's probably better to, especially if you're not sure if your solution is good or not, probably yeah. get better to get this feedback earlier rather than when rather you're ready to later. deploy. Well, exactly. yeah, I must admit that um, a lot of things that I've been working on, it's kind of like more of a reactive um, yeah. thing. Um, Okay, so so what what tools then should we should PHP developers use to, to to monitor and profile? I think most PHP developers will already have Xdebug installed, and that's mm -hmm. a really really great tool. Like yep. you can really go a long way with Xdebug, especially on PHP seven, uh, because um, Xdebug has both the step debugging, um, all of that built in, as well as profiling information. Okay. Um, as of PHP seven, um, okay. sort of round about the release of PHP seven. So, right. um, so Xdebug goes a long way. Um, then the other one is XHProf, which there are PHP seven forks and PHP five. Uh, there is a gazillion of other tools on GitHub. They're mostly kind of made by people, so they're not there are no big companies behind them. Okay. One mm -hmm. of my favorite ones is uh, PHP Meminfo, which right. just gives you a, a look into your memory and right. actually see how many objects of every type you have, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think those are my favorite top three, uh, and then lots of sort of uh, visualization tools. Um, the one to generate flame graphs is really cool. Right. But right. I, I'd say if you had to pick one, it would probably be Xdebug. Xdebug. Yeah. Xdebug. And from a Go perspective, now what are what are the tools available there, and is there is there any major differences between between Go and PHP in terms of performance? So I think the major difference in terms of tools, yeah. uh, the difference is that the profiling tools uh, are built into Go. So when you install Go, you get all the tools uh, installed right. alongside with it. So right. there's literally zero setup okay. uh, for yourself, which is great because again, it just outright. Pro, you kind of have no excuse not to do it because yep. it's all there, ready yep. to use. Yep. Um, so in Go, it, there is a tool called pprof, um, which is kind of the main tool that you would use to um, to look into performance. Mm -hmm. um, and that essentially just is built into Go. You just have to set up some endpoints that you can then hit and see like the Go routines that are running and all the data. Sure. Um, and then, sort of for things like Flame Graph, they all they are all based on the call grind um, output format, and then. Uh, Flame Graphs is the f um, Flame Graphs is a separate thing built by Brendan Gregg. So he has a Perl script that basically takes the call grind format and translates it translates it into Flame Graphs. Okay. So at that point, sort of the output of both Xdebug and uh, X sort of the output of XHProf, sorry, can be translated into the format that is then consumed by Flame, flame Graphs. With Go again, what you get from pprof can be translated into that. So okay. Yeah. Um, okay. And then in terms of performance, the the difference is that Go is faster because it's a compiled language, so it will always be naturally faster. Mm -hmm. PHP is interpreted, so we always have that sort of overhead of mm -hmm. interpreting on the fly. Um, so yeah, from my experience, Go does feel a lot faster. Um, but again, depends on what you're doing and what your app is. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, sure. So in in your in your um, talk, you mentioned about micro optimizations. Um, and you listed a couple, or well, quite a fair amount actually, yeah. of micro optimizations. Um, do, do you think do you think that they are they are worth the hassle to just sort of alter the the way in which we assign things or the way the statements work? Is is that is that worth the hassle for a couple of milliseconds here and there? I would say not. Um, right. I think you should look into them when you have proof that they actually are your bottleneck. Uh, I think very often people. 
kind of read about them and they are like, oh, I've swapped the order of variables. I've swapped single quotes for double quotes for single quotes and I've done my optimization part. And to be fair, you're probably not going to notice the difference. Uh, It's negligible. It's going to be negligible. So there's probably a real bottleneck hiding somewhere and it's very easy to sort of just try and avoid that. by. So the key here is to find the bottlenecks. Yeah, the key key is to have proved that the micro-optimizations are actually... And impor- yeah, actually going to make a difference. Yeah. I think it's worth familiarizing yourself with them. And if you read about them and you know that unless you're concatenating variables, you can use a single quote and it is going to be a few milliseconds faster, I think it's good ha- good habits to have as a programmer. So mm. I think you mm. should be aware of those and I think you mm. should just naturally do the right thing to start with. Mm. But if you're working with legacy code and you see something that isn't the perfect way Sure. I think you, you're probably better off spending time elsewhere unless you're actually working on this code and you're just swapping it as part of your work. So, so, so what, what, when, we, when we're looking at uh, the various tools and the profiling and stuff, what is it that we, that we should be actually looking at? What are the key things that, that, so that jump out to you when you're, when you're doing this? Uh, genuinely, things that take the longest. Right. Um, Unless I I'm, guess I, that makes sense, right? Yeah, unless, um, <laughs> like, if you're looking at the whole app, and for example, you, you're you like, oh, let's try and get the API responses uh, to bring them down a little bit, then you're yeah. obviously going to focus on the part of the API, on the API part of your app, and then maybe, maybe you already know specific endpoints, which you've kind of noticed could be faster, or the yeah. ones that you need to make faster. So you kind of, you might have an intuition for what to look at, look into already. Yeah. If you don't, if you're just looking at the app and you go, hey, what could I optimize? Um, if you use Xdebug and if you use uh, QCache Grind on top of it, it will give you the pyramid graph, which will show you what's the sort of the most often found on um, on CPU function, which means most of the time that function was found to be executing okay. when the profiler was running, right. which kind of gives you an idea of, is this something that I could look at potentially, or is this just naturally a consequence of what the app is doing? So okay. um, if like in my talk, in my example, I used a tool that goes out to the internet and fetches yeah. URLs. So yeah. after all the optimizations that we've done, the longest taking function was guzzle and curl calls, which is kind of expected. Yes. Um, yeah. But sometimes you might see something that but getting surprisingly takes a longer time and you go, hmm, I wonder if, sure. you know, if yeah. that's, yeah. if that, if that needs to take that long. Sometimes get, getting to that point of the guzzle uh, where you're using the libraries actually takes the, takes time so yeah. to, to discover that the things that you can change yeah and another yeah. one is uh, flame graphs can also give you an idea for um, okay. sort of any functions you can you can sometimes notice yeah. uh, like functions which you would not expect to take long but might pop up and you go oh like I wonder what why why that is yeah okay so, okay. so we mentioned xdebug um, and in your talk you 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 talked also about xprof mm-hmm. uh, what, what are the major differences between the two so um, probably it's worth explaining the history very briefly because sure. uh, that kind of gives you an idea of where they both are these days. Uh, in PHP 5 days, um, Xdebug didn't have any profiling built into it. Right. So if you wanted profiling, you had to use XHProf. Uh, and also the major difference is that Xdebug is obviously very, very slow. Like it slows your app down quite a lot. So you should never use it in production. Whereas XHProf uh, and a new kid in town called PHP Spy are right. now profilers which are advertised from, from the start to be production safe. Mm-hmm. So that's the major difference between the mm-hmm. two. Um, and then with PHP 7, obviously XHProf was developed by Facebook and after PHP 7 came out and when Facebook switched to H- HHVM, they kind of abandoned XHProf. Okay. Um, but there there was a company called Tideways who yes. which took over and yep. they made a PHP 7 fork, which they've kind of heavily modified, especially the UI, yep. to now be their product. There is a bunch of other people that just took XHProf from 5 and ported it into 7. 
So these days, and also with the release of PHP 7 and then the corresponding Xdebug release, then Xdebug got profiling built oh, into it. So yeah. these days, you can kind of use get away with using Xdebug as long as you're okay doing it in locally and in, not in production. In yeah, if right. you want to do it in production, XHProf is still the way to go. Okay, okay. So it's more of a passive. It's more of a passive. Um, it's it's less intrusive um, in terms of uh, putting on production. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just got a very very low um, sort of overhead of running it um, and you can kind of be clever about it and you can profile every hundredth or every thousand requests depending right. on how, how many requests your app has. Yeah. Yep. So flame graphs, um, in in the talk you mentioned flame graphs and we've mentioned frame, flame graphs here, um, what, what, what are they compared <laughs> to like um, where you've got something like K-Crash, K cache grind where you've got yeah. the big boxes. What, what's the difference in representation of a flame graph and, and that? So um, the pyramid graphs, which is the Q cache grind uh, graph, it's not interactive. Um, it's It kind of shows you a similar sort of breakdown of like, it tries to convey the same information. Mm -hmm. um, the difference is flame graphs are interactive, so you can click through them. Yep. And when you've got a, lo a big app and yep. lots of profiling data, flame graphs, I think, tend to be clearer because you can filter, you can search. Like yep. pyramid graphs, I'm not sure. I don't think you can search for a specific function. Okay. Whereas with flame graphs, you can actually type in the function that you're interested in in the search box, and it will highlight where it is mm -hmm. if it's in any of the pro of the stack traces. Mm -hmm. um, so, and yeah, flame graphs are just sort of interactive. Click through, you can invert them, you can sort of do all sorts of things. So they're just a bit more flexible. Hmm. Interesting. I, 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 I must say I haven't used flame graphs um, before. It's something that I will definitely look into yeah. now. They are not a main mm. tool, I would say. Like, it's right. not something that sort of will, it's not going to be do the, the optimization for you. Like, it's not going to help you that much. But I think when you're trying to just understand what your app is doing, the flow, yeah. and um, the flame graphs came about because I think, um, I don't remember the story exactly, but I, from what I remember, Brendan had a MySQL um, think extension or some something to do with MySQL and he tried to profile it and he basically just had all the stack profile the stack traces but there are so many of them sure. that he was like how do I actually group them together so basically frame graphs is a way of grouping stack traces uh, and sort of identifying putting the same ones in the same bag yeah. and so you get a generic overview of you know throughout the duration of profiling these yep. are the common paths that we found yep. so it's just a way of aggregating your lots of lots of lots stack of, traces lots of yeah. stuff okay so in your experience, then, uh, what is the biggest performance optimization that you've made, either in PHP or in Go? What, what, what's the number one thing that you've done? So I think the funny, <laughs> the, it's going to be a funny answer because the yeah. biggest optimization was from switching from PHP to Go. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was, I think, to date, the, the biggest impact that I've seen was uh, we used to have a, an old PHP app uh, in my previous job, mm -hmm. um, and that was sort of borderline PHP 4. Uh, it was about two, three thousand lines of just procedural PHP that was processing emails. Yeah. And it was sequential. We would like take the email off the pop in pop three inbox, uh, process it, take the next one. And I think towards the end of its days, it was running with something like four thousand emails in the backlog. Right. So it was just really slow. And because it was a it was kicked off by a cron job, like the crons started overlapping because the previous run wouldn't finish and then <laughs> the new cron would be kicked off. So yeah. it was just like it was kind of time to do something about it. Okay. Um and then we thought because the app didn't have a UI we could use Go and then process the emails in parallel because um, actually they don't. They there is no need to do it sequentially. They are not related to each other. They can just be done at the same time, mm -hmm. and that's essentially what we did. So mm -hmm. we literally went from doing 
the email one by one to just doing, I think, five at once. And right. the backlog just went down immediately. And since then, in the Go app, there was never a backlog. So it's wow. just instant. Wow. So I should really start learning Go. <laughs> yeah, I really like concurrent programming. It's really cool. And I think in th th these days, um, like I mentioned in the talk, hardware optimizations is not the major thing anymore that will sort of make your app naturally faster mm -hmm. and um, even in PHP like we've, we've already heard that we've kind of reached the limit of how much we can optimize PHP 7 sure. um, so the language and the hardware are not going to do the job for you anymore so you as a programmer is, you have to be clever again about yeah. what you do and so one of the things is if you make your program concurrent, that's naturally utilizing all the cores. Yeah. You can actually have a twofold, fourfold increase in your in your processing. So, yeah. I think that is definitely worth looking into. Wonderful, wonderful. So, okay, um, we're in Miami uh, and it's very sunny. It was raining this morning, um, and the beach is straight in front of us. So, before we hit the beach, is there anything else that you would like to mention? Any social media links or anything else that you wish to plug? Uh, probably just my meetups, so yeah. the ones that I co-organize. So um, PHP Southwest for mm -hmm. the Bristol area, uh, handle is at PHP uh, Southwest, yep. um, and London Gophers, obviously in London, uh, at London Gophers on Twitter. Yep. Uh, and again, we welcome speakers, both new and experienced. We uh, are, especially the PHP Southwest crowd, will provide amazing feedback when joined in for, yes. our, for all of our speakers. Yes. We're very, very... Um, sort of big on that. So if you'd like to rehearse your talks for conferences or if you'd like to just get started with public speaking, mm -hmm. we're more than happy to give you guidance and coaching, suggest some topics as well. So get in touch. Probably on Twitter is the easiest. Yeah. Get in touch yeah. uh, for Southwest or London Gophers. Um, and, and if yeah. anyone wants to get in touch with you, what's your Twitter Twitter it's handle at K A S I A Z I E N, right, I which is my Polish I'll, name. I'll put this on the uh, on the screen. Yeah, it's not the easiest of handles. <laughs> and, you, and you're talking next at PHP uh, PHP UK. PHP yeah. UK. Well, uh, a week and a half. Wow. Well, c congratulations on the talk here at uh, Sunshine, and good luck for the talk there. Thanks ever so much for watching. Have a good week, and I'll see you again soon. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> Bye.